on this episode of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast. Etiquette is really situational. There's really nothing black and white about it. it it's different than protocol. Protocol is black and white. But what we're talking about today is subjective. So how much I might tip might not be how much you tip. In fact, you might not even tip at all in certain situations. In Spanish, its name means the meadows. You might know it as the entertainment capital of the world, lost wages, or simply Sin City. Of course, I'm talking about fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. On average, 42 million people visit Las Vegas every year, and I'm one of them. I love this city. The sights, the sounds, the shows, the people, the history. I want to share all of it with you. Taking you to the world-famous Vegas Strip and beyond, my name is Jeff, and this is the Jeff Does Vegas Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 59 of the Jeff Does Vegas Podcast. Thank you so much for hopping on board this little podcast journey to what I like to think of as one of the best cities on the planet, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Before we get into this episode of the podcast, I want to thank my guest from the last episode of the show, longtime Vegas headliner Murray Sawchuck, a.k.a. Murray the Magician. It was awesome connecting with Murray and learning all about him, including his childhood in British Columbia, Canada, his road to Las Vegas, his many TV appearances, and how he's grown his YouTube channel to almost 2 million subscribers. If you haven't had a chance to listen as of yet, jump into the archives wherever you get your podcasts and search out episode number 58, Murray the Magician, or head to the website at jeffdoesvegas.com. All right, on to the show. Believe it or not, one of the most divisive and controversial Las Vegas topics I've ever seen discussed online is the practice of tipping. If you want to see grown-ass adults lose their mind on each other, accusing total strangers of being cheap bastards, or just generally getting nasty with each other, go into a Las Vegas-related Facebook page and ask how much you should be tipping for a specific service. Thinking about it, though, I can understand the confusion surrounding the custom. I mean, Las Vegas gets tens of millions of visitors a year, and not all of them come from countries where tipping is the norm. And if you're not prepared for it and you don't account for it in your budget, tipping can drain your bankroll pretty quickly. But the question still remains, who should you be tipping and how much should you be tipping them? To get the answer, I consulted a professional. My guest for this episode is international etiquette expert Jacqueline Whitmore. Ms. Whitmore is considered one of the foremost authorities on the subject of etiquette. There's a very good chance that you've seen her in one of her many TV appearances or read her advice in one of her many newspaper and magazine appearances. Jacqueline and I took a deep dive into the world of tipping. We talked about tipping at restaurants and hotels, tipping transportation providers like limo drivers, cab drivers, and rideshare drivers, and we even got into some of the Vegas-specific tipping topics like casino dealers, slot attendants, and cocktail servers. Now, something to keep in mind here, this interview was recorded before the COVID-19 shutdown in Las Vegas. So whether or not these bits of advice will still be applicable once Vegas reopens remains to be seen. In the meantime, please enjoy my conversation with Jacqueline Whitmore. (music) 
tipping is one of those topics that I see pop up on all kinds of different Vegas-related Facebook groups that I, I'm on and on websites like TripAdvisor and, and places like that. It's it's really kind of a, a contentious and, and divisive and controversial topic, isn't it? It is, because in the United States and in Canada, um, I think we tend to do a lot more tipping than uh, around the world. So uh, there's a lot of confusion that goes with that. And we have so many international visitors that come to North America and they don't know how to tip or, or how much to tip. And tipping does tend to vary a fair bit as well based on where you visit and where you travel to, doesn't it? I mean, I'm doing a Vegas-specific podcast, and I know tipping in Las Vegas can be quite different from, say, tipping in California or tipping in New York or tipping in Florida, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think when you go to a place like Las Vegas, there are more people to tip versus if you're just on your normal family vacation. Right. Now, the philosophy that I follow when I travel, and it, it doesn't matter if it's Vegas or L.A. or New York or anywhere else, and you can tell me if I'm if I'm the jerk here in this situation, but the philosophy that I tend to follow when I'm tipping is if I'm not going to tip you at home, then I'm probably not going to tip you on vacation. Is that reasonable? Well, my answer to that is it depends because etiquette is really situational. There's really nothing black and white about it. Um, it it's different than protocol. Protocol is black and white. But what we're talking about today is subjective. So how much I might tip might not be how much you tip. In fact, you might not even tip at all in certain uh, situations. So we'll just go through different scenarios and figure it out. Okay, that that sounds good. And, and I think you're right when it comes to the subjectiveness, because again, sort of relying on those various Facebook groups and various discussion boards that I get involved with, you're right. What one person tips in one place is is not what another person tips in another place or in the same place, I should say. And people really do get into some knocked out, dragged out, slobber knocker Facebook battles over this kind of stuff. Well, there's there's a lot. Like I said, there was a there's a lot of confusion when it comes to tipping. Um, one of the biggest questions I get is when you're um taking out food. For example, uh, last night I went to um, an Italian restaurant. I ordered takeout. So I took it home and no one technically served me. No one cleaned up my table. But being the type of person I am, I left $2 anyway because I felt somebody in the kitchen needed to, well, you know, they may be feeding the, a family or they may be um, going through college. So I also believe tipping is good karma. And as we get into the, the, the meat of this topic, I'm really glad that you brought up the tipping for takeout food, because that's sort of one of those non-traditional spots where people aren't quite sure if they're supposed to tip. Vegas-wise, the buffet is one of those places. I mean, everybody loves going to the buffet, but I mean, the big question, I guess, is who should I be tipping? How much should I be tipping? Should I even be tipping at a buffet? 
again, this is situational, but I believe that you should leave a small tip because you are having some interaction with a server of some kind. That server may be bringing you an extra drink. That person may be bringing you extra napkins. That person may be cleaning your table after you leave. But when you go to Las Vegas, even though you go through the buffet and you sit at a table, you see servers all around. And usually they come over and check on you and say, is everything all right? And usually when you're with a family or even when you're dining by yourself, you'll forget something at the buffet. You might forget a condiment. You might forget uh, to pick up napkins. And that person is there to assist. So I always leave a couple of dollars. It might be three or four dollars. Again, if you're a high roller, my goodness, why not share the wealth? Right. And so then I guess uh, that leads us into the question of tipping at a standard, traditional sit down restaurant. What is a good percentage to be tipping? And then the other question that people often ask is, should you be tipping on the pre-tax total or the all-in total? I've heard both ways. Which one would you uh, suggest is, is proper? I tip on the total bill before tax is added. So I have friends who tip on the total amount, including tax. Um, they're very generous tippers, but I don't tip on the tax. So if you're in a restaurant and let's say your bill is $100, this, the lowest I would go would be 15% unless your service is just awful. And if your service is awful, you probably need to speak to a manager or address uh, someone in authority. But I'm also a very generous tipper. So and it's easier for me to round out 20% versus 15%. So I feel like that person is um, supporting their family. Remember, in, in uh, at least in Vegas, these people aren't necessarily paid uh, top dollar. They depend on their tips to pay their bills. So I would say pay 20%. 20% tip if you'd like you can pay more but 15 is the absolute lowest i would go and is it reasonable to vary that tip percentage depending on say for example the class or the scale of restaurant if you're going to a more upscale type of restaurant would it be reasonable to tip up as high as a 25% or is a 20% just kind of a that's a pretty reasonable if you're dropping $200 on a meal uh, a 20% tip is pretty solid I think 20% is solid and let's say you do go into a, a a diner type of place and your meal is only $6 or $10 so 20% um, you know, that's not really much, but if you are spending $500 in a restaurant, 20% is significant, but, uh, you've probably ordered more drinks. You probably have more people at your table. So the work for the server is going to be more. So I say start with 20% and then in a fine restaurant, if you get 
outstanding service or you make outlandish requests or special requests, then of course you'll want to tip more. Now, Jacqueline, you did briefly touch on there. Um, if the service or the food is bad or something's wrong, something's not to your satisfaction, um, decreasing the tip accordingly. Um, silly question. Is it ever appropriate to not tip? And if the reason you're not tipping is because uh, something was just absolutely awful, whether it be the food or the service, I'm thinking in that case, you should be bringing it to the attention of a manager, right? I believe in making the manager aware of what's going on, because remember, it might not be the server's fault. It might be the someone in the kitchen uh, messed up the order. They might be short of help. So that, that server is um, servicing more tables than usual. It could be a multitude of things. So if the server is downright rude to you, that's another story. And I, I have known people to not leave a tip at all. I'm not going to say that's wrong, but I tend to take things up with the management, but that's just me. And even after taking things up with the management, would you still leave a tip? Would you go out of your way? For example, if, if as you say, the food was particularly terrible, but the service was still really good or the server was, was really apologetic or still really attentive, would you then go out of your way to just specifically give a tip to the, the server? Because so many places, the, the staff, they pool and split their tips at the end of the night. Oh, I would, um, because you're... It, it, you're lucky if you like everything you order. And there's always going to be situations where something is not cooked properly. And if that's the case, then go ahead and send it back and order something else. But remember, you can also make comments online. That's an even more, if, if you're not happy with the service and you want to share it with the world, you can go on Yelp and leave a comment. You can leave a comment on Twitter, but conversely, if the service is great, then why not also leave a positive comment? Sometimes we think about the negative and leaving a comment if something happened versus when something really nice happened, we don't always take the time to leave a comment. That's such a good point. And I spent a lot of time working in, in my, my world in customer service and retail and such. And it's interesting that you say that because they, they always kind of would say, if somebody has good service, they might tell two people, but if somebody has bad service, they're going to tell 20 people. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, so I think that um, your situation that you just mentioned where the, the food isn't all that great, but the service was outstanding and the person was apologetic and that person was friendly. I mean, most people just want to be acknowledged right away. Um, if it's a breakfast, they want a cup of coffee immediately. <laughs> they don't want to sit and wait and wait. I mean, because everybody's kind of cranky in the morning. Especially if they've been out all night partying and gambling in Las Vegas, that the first thing you want, you, can, you can't even get it out as a, a functioning word. It's usually as, Ugh, and they know right away, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, most people or most servers are rewarded for promptness, for friendliness, and then the food is oftentimes secondary. And while we're kind of on this, um, this hospitality uh, type of 
train of thought. I wanted to hit a little bit on bartenders. I mean, it's not uncommon. You're in Las Vegas. You're strolling through the casino. You roll up to the bar. You order a drink. What is the appropriate tip to a bartender? Because in my brain, um, I feel like a a, a 20% tip on a $6 beer or whatever. Just it doesn't feel like enough. But at the same time, to throw down, you know, two or three dollars on a $6 beer uh, feels a little bit crazy. So what's your recommendation there? I always round it up to the, um, for example, when I say round it up, let's say that your drink is $8 and I just leave a 10. That may be too generous for some people. Maybe they just want to, um, maybe they, they don't want to, or they want to leave more. That's fine too. So I would say 15 to 20% is standard. That sounds pretty reasonable to me. And and even doing the math on it, I guess, I mean, math, I'm a podcaster. Math is not my strong suit. <laughs> I, look at, I look at that, uh, uh, 20% on an $8 drink is only a buck 60. So the extra 40 cents to make it up to $2 really just leave the extra 40 cents, I would say. <laughs> I, I totally agree. And it's just easier to leave a $10 bill versus digging your uh, wallet for, for all that loose change. Well, and especially now the slot machines do not take coins anywhere. So those coins are pretty much useless for you in Vegas. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I want to hit on hotels as well, because this is kind of a a weird place and I've never felt the need to tip at a hotel anywhere else that I've stayed other than Las Vegas. And and as I, I talked about off the top, maybe that makes me a, a, a terrible person. I don't know. But I feel like when you go into a hotel in Las Vegas, everybody's got their hand out and there's all kinds of contentious discussions. At the bell desk, when you're dropping off bags, this is a confusing one for me because I feel like should I be tipping when I'm dropping off the bag? Should I be tipping when I pick up the bag or when somebody brings me the bag? What's the 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 proper etiquette on that? How should a person be handling that? If you are asking the the bellman to store your bags, let's say your room isn't ready yet and you want to go and have fun in Vegas and you need a place to store your bags. The bell desk will oftentimes take your bags, put them in a room, um, tag them, make sure it's safe and secure. Then you go your, have your fun. And then when you come back to get your bags, um, they'll either take it up to your room, which you should always tip the bellman to mm-hmm. take your bags up to the room. It's usually a dollar per bag, uh, $2 if the bag is big or extra heavy. Sometimes people tip three, but usually it's $1 a bag, one to two. And then if you're taking your own bags, maybe you're just there for an overnight or a quick weekend trip, then I would still give the bellman the same amount because again, that person touched your bags, they stored it, they tagged it, um, they were friendly. So I would recommend that you give them a couple of dollars. Both on the drop-off and on the pickup? No, no, that's too much. Um, When you pick the bags up. Jacqueline, I'm so happy that you said that and that you and I are on the same page as each other for this because I had an experience uh, about a year or so ago. I was checking into a hotel in Las Vegas 
And when I was dropping off the bag at the bell desk, my room wasn't ready yet. So I wanted to drop my bag and go do some wandering around. And when I was dropping my bag at the bell desk, the, the, the agent there was dropping the not so subtle hints about getting a tip when I was dropping off the bag. They were pulling the old, oh, do you need a little bit of change, sir? Or, uh, you know, it, it might be a different person who brings you your bags than, than me. And I just, I thought, well, I don't know that I want to tip you to take my bags away. I kind of will tip you more to bring them back to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of your listeners may disagree with me. They may tip when they drop their bag off and then when they pick up their bag. Um, and, and you've got a good point. Maybe it's a different person. Um, but also bellmen pull their tips as well. Gotcha. That makes sense. Well, in all honesty, I'm just, I, I feel a little bit vilified that you and I are on the same side on this because quite honestly, I got flamed big time on social media by people who said, oh, you're so cheap. You should have just tipped when you dropped the bags and when you picked up the bags. And in my mind, that just didn't seem reasonable. Well, you know, you're going to tip. you're going to tip a lot of people. I always say travel with a lot of $1 bills because in the hotel industry, and I worked in the hotel industry for years, I worked at five-star hotels in Palm Beach and in Orlando. And I know how hard those people work and I know how lowly paid they are. So whenever you, uh, whenever somebody touches your bag, usually you, if not usually, always you give them a tip. Another subject I wanted to hit on that's kind of unique to the hotel world um, is room service. Now, I don't have a problem tipping room service at all by any stretch of the imagination, but what, where things have become really interesting, and I've noticed this in the hotels that still offer room service, is most will charge a service fee for bringing you the food to your room, which again, I get that's, that's reasonable because they're providing a service and bringing it up to you and it's not exactly convenient. But a lot of them have started charging an auto gratuity. They're throwing an automatic 15 or 20% on the bill as a gratuity. If that's the case, should I still be tipping the person that brings it to my room? Or is that auto gratuity? Is that there? Should I just be saying, thanks, here you go? Well, you're right. Um, hotels will charge a service fee. Uh, usually it's 18% for the server to bring it to your room to set up the table if they still do that. I mean, so many hotels now are going to these brown bag breakfasts, which I, um, I, I, I don't like. But anyway, but um, if they bring the table in, they set it up for you, they um, pour your coffee, etc. That's the 18% that um, oftentimes they'll put on there. Then if they don't have any kind of tip um, on there, now if they do, if it's a automatic gratuity, I would not pay on top of that. Um, but I'll oftentimes just ask the server, um, is this service charge also known as gratuity? And some of them will say yes. And then if I'm happy with the service, I might give them an, another dollar. But other than that, I usually do not tip um, extra with room service because there is an additional fee already on the bill. Now, what about housekeeping? This is 
a, a very contentious one that tends to pop up on various discussion boards that I'm involved with. This is a tough one because <laughs> I get it. I and I've I've been in some nasty hotel rooms in Las Vegas and I've seen the way people treat hotel rooms in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So the housekeepers are earning every single penny that that they they make when they're there and should be in my opinion the most highly paid people in Las Vegas for what they have to deal with. Tipping housekeeping is a discussion that always tends to come up. Should you be tipping housekeeping? How much should you be tipping them? When should you be tipping them? I mean, is it a a daily thing or whenever they're providing the service? Or do you leave a a little bit more at the end of your time? This is a a real, real muddy one in my mind. You're right. They work very, very hard. um, I don't know if you've ever made beds for a living. I haven't, but I have watched them make beds and clean bathrooms and clean toilets and vacuum and dust and et cetera, et cetera. It's backbreaking work and it's hard work. And they're probably the lowest paid people um, in the industry. I be, Most people don't think about tipping housekeepers because you don't always see them. Mm-hmm. When you're out having a good time, they come into your room and then they make the room fresh and clean and then you come in and enjoy that room. So I tip the housekeeper uh, every night and it might be just a couple dollars. It's not much, two or three dollars. And I leave it on the bed or the bathroom counter because housekeepers are oftentimes different every single day. So if you leave it at the end of the stay, that person may not have serviced your room a week ago when you checked in. So it's a little bit more work for you to put the money out every single night, but it ensures that the person who cleans it that day gets that money. And I mean, I guess the other question, and this is kind of a silly one, I guess, is should I be varying my tip on how messy my room is. And the only reason I ask is that, I mean, when I travel, I'm by myself. I, I keep, I keep my room clean. I can't stand clutter in a hotel room. I, I, if you could see my podcast studio right now, you wouldn't believe that I can't stand clutter in a room, but in a hotel room, I can't stand clutter. And when I'm leaving, I will pick up all my, uh, pop cans or pop bottles and things like that, put them in the garbage and kind of clean up. Should I just say, you know what, I'm just going to leave a a couple of bucks per night or whatever, or a little bit more at the end of it? Or should I be, I mean, how, how should I handle that? I guess. So I guess your question is, if you're a messy person, should you leave more money? Sure. You know what? That's a much more eloquent way of, of asking that question. And should, and should I be paying for someone else to be more messy is what I guess I'm asking. (laughs) Well, you're really not paying for somebody else. You're paying for that housekeeper to take care of you or you take care of your room. And um, I I mean, messy is subjective. I might not. I may think you're messy, but you may not think you're messy. So I guess to answer your question, I would say if you've had a party in your room and you know the housekeeper needs to clean that up the next day, then I would say be pretty generous. You know, leave that person uh, some extra money. 
And and is it just a good practice and and as you said earlier, good karma to maybe leave a few extra bucks at the end of your stay just because that person is going to have to do a little extra work, like maybe changing sheets, replacing towels, things like that. Yes, yes, that that would be um, a good standard to apply. Just uh, remember that that last person who sees your room will be changing all the towels, all the sheets. Although, depending on your length of stay. Um, you may have already had that done. So, you know, that's kind of a gray area, but I would say don't forget your housekeepers. I'm happy that we were able to to dive into this one in particular because the whole whether or not to tip the housekeeping staff at a hotel is one that seems to really bring up a lot of fire and fury and, and heated discussion on various Vegas-related message boards and, and Facebook pages and such. Well, I hope more people tip their housekeeper because of this particular podcast. I also want to hit on transportation in Las Vegas. This is one of those things, and I guess this can be applied to pretty much anywhere as well. This is another really contentious one that comes up on on discussions of how much you should be tipping cab drivers versus rideshare drivers, uh, limo drivers, shuttle drivers, what you should, should you be basing the tips on? What kind of advice would you give surrounding getting around and, and transportation type tipping? For limousine drivers, I would say tip 20%. For Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, um, I always tip these people. Um, you don't hand them money because they're not supposed to um, carry cash. But at the end of the ride, you'll oftentimes get a notification saying, um, would you like to tip Bob? And then I usually give a couple of dollars, depending on how long the trip was and how friendly the person was. Um, and cab drivers, the same thing. Usually it's about 15%. But if it's a $3 cab ride, let's just say you go from one end of the strip to the next. Okay, it may be more than $3 these days. <laughs> but let's just say $5. Okay. So um, if it's $5, even at 20%, it's, it's a dollar. So that's not much. Mm -hmm. A dollar is not going to make or break anybody. No, and that's totally reasonable. I mean, if you can't afford a dollar to tip someone, you probably shouldn't be in Las Vegas if that's, I don't know if that's too harsh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the same thing with a Lyft driver or Uber, um, they, they, are using their own car, their own gas, their own insurance. And it's almost, it's almost as if you want to tip those people more because they're so friendly. And I, I've had some amazing Uber drivers, just really nice people. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing too, is I've found with using rideshare, using Uber, using Lyft, I feel like you get more of a you get more of a local experience and you get a better experience and you're right. I do tend to tip them quite well when I'm there because a lot of times they're throwing out ideas for restaurants or shows or they just have a really good conversation and and you do kind of want to tip them as opposed to say the cab driver who might spend the entire time talking on his phone or you feel like your your life is in danger the whole time that they're driving. <laughs> Well, and also um, the, the rideshare, Lyft, and Uber drivers that I've experienced all have really clean cars, mm -hmm. whereas I've gotten into some cabs that were disgusting, 
And, uh, you know, cleanliness to me is very important. If they have um, a bottle of water oftentimes sitting in the door for the, the, the rider, or um, if you're in a limousine, of course they should have water, they should have magazines. Um, I've been in limos where they've had snacks wine. <laughs> These things I tip for. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. What about shuttle drivers? This is always an interesting one because these guys, of course, they're, they're at the airport. They'll load your bags for you and that kind of stuff. Is it acceptable to slip them a few bucks as well when they drop you off? They touched your bag, didn't they? They, they slept your bag, put it in the van or their bus. So again, I have a, a motto. If somebody touches my bag and takes it off the bus for me and places it on the curb, why not give them a, a couple of dollars? Your motto sounds a lot better than mine of, if I don't tip you at home, I'm not tipping you in Vegas. Yours sounds a lot more polite. <laughs> well, you know, if they aren't touching my bag, then of course, I, I if I'm schlepping my own bag, then I won't give them anything. But oftentimes, that, that's they want to be helpful. So they're lifting some pretty heavy bags off that bus. Now, what about valet drivers? This is kind of an interesting one to me. Now, I, I personally, when I go to Las Vegas, I walk everywhere. I, I ride share. I take the bus, whatever. I don't rent a car. But um, for a valet, how much should you be tipping a valet driver? When should you be tipping them? And again, this is for the, the people like me that are completely clueless when it comes to the world of valet. When I drive up to a hotel, let's say I rented a car from the airport and I drive up to the hotel, the person who takes my car, usually I don't tip. I tip the person who brings my car to me. With the same amount of gas in the tank as you left it, right? Well, we hope. <laughs> and, and, we, and I hope that there are no dings anywhere on that car. Of course. But let me also say that... You know, you still have to for for protection. You still have to and security. Lock your lock your glove box. Don't keep any valuables out. Don't keep any loose change out because, unfortunately, there are still people out there who, um, you know, have slippery hands. And so um, you have to. And that has nothing to do with tipping, but sometimes you don't realize that something's missing until after you drive away, and it's off, oftentimes too late. Excellent. Okay, all of that sounds uh, completely reasonable and and fair to me. Um, moving on to the next um, bit of tipping etiquette that I want to talk about. Um, I threw a little bit of a, a curveball at you here, didn't I, Jacqueline? You did. <laughs> <laughs> these these are sort of the the casino specific tipping, and and some of this stemmed from a, a whole Twitter exchange that I saw uh, pop up last week, where someone had won quite a large, substantial amount of money um, while playing a, a, a blackjack or or poker or something like that. They had won a massive amount of cash, and the discussion came to tipping their dealer. And then also tipping the person that brought them their cash. And this was a discussion that went completely sideways to the point where I think the person ended up deleting the tweet about it because it was getting so nasty. So I'm throwing this curveball at you. 
Should you be tipping table game dealers? How much should you be tipping them? Should you be tipping them as you play? Should you be tipping them if you win? Should you be tipping them if you lose? These are the questions that I that I have about this whole topic. Oh, you know, this is a really, in, it's an interesting question. And, and I, I'm sure our listeners would probably have a different answer. But um, I... You know, if you're if you've been sitting at a table for an hour, and the dealer is really friendly, and you're winning, um, even though the dealer um, technically um, has nothing to do with your winning, maybe people would dispute that. Um, but <laughs> um, and in your winning big, why not give the the dealer a, a tip? I, I would think that those people are also working for tips. Sure. So then I guess the question then becomes, I mean, how much should you be tipping them? Should you be, I mean, tipping, if somebody wins a hundred thousand dollars, I, maybe I'm going to sound like the real jerk here, but if I win a hundred thousand dollars, I'm not tipping you 20%. No, of course not. (laughs) Well, let's think about it. If I won a hundred thousand dollars, and I've been sitting at that table for quite some time, and I've established a rapport with that dealer. Um, what would be a fair amount? A hundred thousand dollars? Wow, you're gonna—that's a lot of money, right? <laughs> <laughs> you might want to tip that dealer. I don't know, maybe a thousand, maybe five hundred. But I—I I would say the more you win, the greater the winnings then the bigger the tip. So I wouldn't give it necessarily a percentage like I would anything else. So another one that tends to come up is um, tipping the slot attendant when you get a hand pay at a slot machine. If you hit a jackpot over $1,200, they have to physically come to you and pay you money. Now, I understand tipping out the dealer at a table game. I mean, you've got human interaction. You're sitting there over a, a certain period of time. There's a little bit of banter. There's discussion, etc. So it makes sense to me that you would be tipping out a, a table game dealer. But as far as tipping out a slot attendant, somebody who just has to go to another counter to bring me cash... In my own head, I'm not sure why I'm tipping you other than the fact that you've just walked over there to to bring me my money. I mean, do I tip you $10 on a $1,000 win? Does that make me look cheap? Should you just be happy to be getting a tip? I, I'm, I'm very confused as to what the etiquette on this is. For slot attendants, I would have to agree with you, Jeff. I really, um, and maybe your listeners will be really angry with you and I, but I wouldn't, (laughs) I don't see that they do very much. But again, um, maybe we need to be generous with them too, but I would tend to agree with you on this one. I uh, Now, if I'm sitting at a table and uh, I've been with that person for quite some time. That's one thing, but you're, you're, you've been sitting by yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not, you know, that person, like you said, isn't really doing much. So um, 
I would say if you really feel like tipping that person, that's just up to you. But I, I would have to agree with you. I'm so happy we're on the same page on this stuff, Jacqueline. Um, I do have a couple of others that I wanted to uh, to hit on regarding uh, tipping etiquette. Um, tour guides is one. I mean, lots of people book various types of tours uh, when they're in Las Vegas, whether it's Grand Canyon, Hoover Dam, Red Rock, stuff like that. What is uh, an appropriate tip? with a tour guide? Tour guides oftentimes will take very good care of their tour groups. And if you've ever been on a a tour group with a bunch of people, you'll know not everybody is punctual. Um, Everybody's got their own agenda. There are different personalities. And that poor tour guide has to do to deal with all of that. So I'm a person who likes to tip her tour guide. It might be just $10, $20 if the tour guide does a, um, a great job or you've been with that person all day long. But it's really not that much. But I, I think that those people should be tipped. And then the last one that I want to hit on, and this one might be a, a, maybe a little bit uncomfortable, a little taboo, um, the bathroom attendant. I always find it so awkward when I go into the bathroom and there's a dude standing there at the counter. And I know when I'm done, I'm going to have to tip this guy. You know, I feel sorry for those people because they sit there all day long, um, folding towels or freshening up the, the, the vanity area giving you a a towel when you leave. And, and oftentimes I feel really sorry for those people. So I try to leave one or $2, especially if they give me a towel, even though I don't need anybody to give me a towel. It's nice that they're there. And again, I think that those people have families to feed, at least in my mind, they seem like they do. And let's, let's face it. They're spending their entire day in the bathroom. That's not a fun gig. No, it's probably the worst gig. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, Jacqueline, I feel like the big takeaway on all of this when it comes to tipping is there is certain etiquette surrounding it. But at the end of the day, it really is subjective and it really is what you're comfortable with. Am I am I on base there? You're totally on base, Jeff. Excellent. Well, you've definitely made me feel a lot better about my own personal tipping habits when I'm down in Las Vegas. I feel like I'm I'm right on target with what I'm doing. And hopefully um, we've we've helped to educate some people, some first time visitors, uh, maybe some veterans that might have to do some adjustments to uh, to their their tipping habits as well. Um, Jacqueline, you are an etiquette expert. If people want to find out a little bit more about you and maybe do a little bit more research into other etiquette related topics, um, how can they go about doing that? How can they search you out? Oh, it's simple. They can just Google Jacqueline Whitmore or go to my website, which is etiquetteexpert.com. Excellent. Well, Jacqueline, thank you again for taking the time to chat today. Uh, This has been super eye-opening, and I really do appreciate it. My pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Jeff. Once again, if you want to learn more about Jacqueline or the world of etiquette, you can find her online at etiquetteexpert.com and be sure to follow her on Twitter and Instagram at etiquetteexpert. 
wraps up another episode of the podcast. If you've got feedback on this episode of the show, or any other episode for that matter, or you've got suggestions and ideas for topics you'd like me to cover on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Jeff Does Vegas. You can also drop me an email directly at Jeff at JeffDoesVegas.com. In the meantime, thank you so much for checking out the show. Be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know the moment new episodes are available. And don't forget to visit JeffDoesVegas.com for past episodes and show notes. My name is Jeff, and this has been episode number 59 of the Jeff Does Vegas podcast.